1: And your host today is me, T.C. Gill, IT Labs Chief Talking Officer, and I'm speaking from London, UK. And in this episode, we're going to be looking under the cover of a very niche industry, one that keeps us safe and secure. Matt Clark, the Vice President of Technology and Product Design, joins us to tell us all about the important work he and his team do to make our lives safe. So let's not delay, let's get Matt into the space to share his enlightening stories and knowledge. Welcome Matt, welcome to CTO Confessions Podcast.
0: Pleasure to be here uh, TC and uh, thanks for having me. Looking forward to uh, this discussion.
1: Brilliant. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Who are you and what do you do?
0: So I'm the Vice President of Technology and product development at uh, Smith Detection, uh, also the vice president of program management um, inside detection. So, so ultimately, I, I lead the team globally um, from the science and the innovation uh, to the technology development, uh, all the way out to rolling that out and executing that to our to
1: our customer needs on on that front. Fantastic. So, before we jump into the company that you're working for, I'd like to get an idea of what your journey has been like from when you started as a young whippersnapper engineer maybe to to the, to the position that you have now what's that been like
0: yeah it's been very very dynamic so uh, obviously i if you can hear from the accent uh, i'm australian by birth uh, i i was in the australian navy for for 7 years uh, studied Ooh. electronics engineering on 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 that front and and i had the opportunity to obviously move around the world but also um spend a year studying inside the us from from that piece so very dynamic uh start to my career uh purely in electronics and also the software point of view from from that piece uh i then had opportunity to to join smith detection um based based in australia And, and i've served different roles in, in that part, sort of starting from a, uh, a service engineering point of view um, through to project management. Uh, then I started to lead um, program management and, and lived also in, in Singapore for three years uh, for that period as well. Uh, I worked uh, with a company called uh, Raytheon. Um, I was delivering uh, air warfare destroyer projects. So radio, satellite communication pieces um, inside that nine nine billion project. Uh, in in Australia and fortunately had the opportunity to come back to this great business at, at Smith's uh, and I've, obviously been working on different roles in different functions, which has been a great learning curve for me um, inside service, uh, but also technology and and program management on on that piece. So at the end of 2017, I was um, had the the, the, sort of the pleasure to be appointed um, and lead the technology and product development team. Um, And since then, I've lived in Germany and and recently since the end of 2019
1: uh, inside the UK. Brilliant. So quite a journey there. I mean, and we were talking about journey, we're talking about planes, ships, uh, you know, with the Navy, everything. I mean, you pretty much kind of run it. And just before we uh, forget, my only word that I I know from Australia is flaming galah. I don't know if that's one you use very often.
0: Yeah, no, I don't. I don't use it, but uh, <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm sure it's a, uh, a sort of a,
1: a piece to to get tourists in, but uh, certainly not used uh, by myself. All <laughs> oh, right, there go. I always take pride in that, knowing a, l- a little bit of Australian as the kind of thing. Anyway, so um, so your journey, I, I'm quite interested in the journey through the kind of forces. So working for the, uh, uh, the Australian Navy, uh, and, and and I guess kind of working on pretty kind of sophisticated equipment and stuff like that. Um, I mean. So, did you kind of sense, as you as a leader, a tech leader, you were kind of migrating towards this kind of position of leadership, or was it just an interest in technology as a whole?
0: For me, it was interesting technology as a whole. I think um, I, I think also life and, and journeys based upon different experiences from from that point of view. I think uh, at that age, I didn't know to to be to be fair, which leadership role I'd, I'd take forward. I think I just really enjoyed electronics, I enjoyed technology, I enjoyed working and, and also leading teams. And I think you evolve from, from that point of view. And I think you build up those experiences, you you flow through those journeys in 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 life. And I think that's why those experiences become so important to build out that capability as a as a leader and, and allow you to sort of work through from that piece. So I think you know as as we evolve and, and I think there's great technology around us every day with the gadgets we use at home and around us. I think um, they just enthrall you, they they make you passionate about what you do. And I think if you're using that to solve a problem, then it gets very exciting from from that point of view.
1: Brilliant, that's excellent. And I'm always curious as a transitions, because I, I transitioned from electronic engineer as well. Uh, so you know uh, it's great to hear it uh, speak to an, another fellow electronic engineer, uh, to software, uh, to uh, kind of the business agility stuff, which I work in. What was the transition like from techie to tech leader? Because I mean, it's a very different paradigm.
0: Yeah, very, very different. I think when when you're working day to day and solving problems on, on on electronics is 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 one thing. Uh, I think you you naturally evolve by working with people and, and working in, in teams. But also, the environment that you're working is um, is also provides the challenges around you. I think, I think it's the progression of those journeys as as well when you are leading and and I did some time obviously in program management where you are leading teams I think I had the best of both worlds on on that piece where you're able to lead teams from different cultures different backgrounds and and different functions on that point of view but also leverage the technology with that so I think by those experiences that journey and also working in multiple functions in a business allows you to sort of build build that credibility but also build that confidence in in what you're able to lead on on those points so it is a journey it's continuing um on on those pieces and i think it's quite exciting uh when you're leading passionate teams around the world that are developing new technology new innovations um it's it's quite exciting on on those points of view so it's it's a pleasure to lead a team with with that type of capability and and deliver output and results that we reuse on a day-to-day basis
1: brilliant that's excellent so coming on now to so your company that you work for, okay, because there's a very intriguing market that you're in. It's quite an exciting market, and uh, I'm really curious about it. So what is the problem that Smith uh, detection are solving in the market? What's their kind of core purpose?
0: Yeah, I think ultimately we're there to facilitate and make the world a safer place uh, on, on that point of view. We solve many problems um, daily. Of course, the overall piece is that we're... We're here to design equipment that uncovers threats, contraband that have been smuggled through through sort of baggage, cargo and mail um, on those points of view. Now, everyone thinks about that from a security point of view, um, but also there's cases there where there's tax avoidance on goods and, and other parts. And and recently, and, and it's an ongoing capability on, on those points of view, we uncover Undeclared um, cigarettes, which recently uh, was to, was to the value of 72 million euros in taxes on on that point of view, uh, yeah. and it's continuous that we find uh, narcotics in in the same type of contraband. So stopping that getting through um, to different markets on those points of view allow us to sort of um, provide solutions on on that front. Excellent. That's, that's a case that we do on sort of the ports and borders and customs control on, on that point of view. Uh, we have a strong footprint um, on the aviation point of view. I think recently uh, we were selected uh, by Heathrow Airport to provide the latest technology at their screening checkpoints, which is um, commuted, computed tomography um, solutions on, on the checkpoint that allows us to keep electronics and liquids in, in, a, in the same bag. So we're driving security outcomes. So the latest technology of detection capabilities, um, driving operational efficiency, um, by allowing us to keep those goods in a single bag. And also that also provides a better customer experience cause you're not unpacking things and putting those, um, back into, back into your bag. So that journey yeah. becomes a lot simpler, uh, on, on that part. Brilliant. I think a key part, though, is as well. We you know we we also talk about products here a lot. We, we're using a lot on the digital um, side to to augment uh, what we're doing on those capabilities. So, looking at remote screening, uh, looking at. Um, AI For deep learning machine learning for detection of contraband and make that automated from from those parts um, of those capabilities. And and the key driver for us is how do we make a seamless journey come true for for our customers. So we're we're looking also at how do we integrate biometrics um, to look at risk based screening and other parts um, on on that part as well. Um, So so really, we, we set the standards um and for the industry uh we drive best practice in what we do and uh, as you think through integrating and being interoperable uh, with systems we also make sure that the cybersecurity um is is at the heart and at the core of what we do inside our
1: our systems and developments from from that piece so matt I would love to see this equipment, but obviously that's quite hard to kind of show that on a podcast unless we kind of create a really special kind of podcast. Um, what does this equipment look like? I mean, you know, if I visited one of your pieces of equipment, what what, what is it? Is it like a sniffing machine? Is it a scanner? Is it a – what is it?
0: Yeah, I think the the, the most common piece, which, which people may have not have seen, uh, the equipment in action, but when you travel to an airport uh, and you go through – customs uh and you go then through the security checkpoint uh that's the stage where you start seeing our equipment so when you start then taking off your your bag with the laptop um and other things that you're carrying on to the aircraft you are then putting those onto a a automated tray return system uh, and it's going through a security x-ray from those points of view Um, that's that's the latest technology that we're providing. So computer-tomograted systems, which are detecting explosives and contraband narcotics and, and other other threats on, on that side. Uh, obviously we integrate people screening. Uh, so obviously as you then go through the checkpoint, we are screening that the people uh, and therefore then we're tying the results of people, but also the results of, of the bag that's been oh, screened wow. uh, from, from that part. Um, and you touched on sniffing devices, we have trace detection there as well, so obviously we can swab for nanograms of of, of explicit sort of um, um, narcotics and explosives on that part as well. So, so typically before you board the aircraft and you go through that security checkpoint, um, that equipment um, is what we're sort of leading and, and pulling together uh, from an integrated solution point of view.
1: Excellent. That's fascinating. I, I can imagine that this is very kind of cutting edge stuff on the electronics front, but also the software, the data processing. Um, I imagine there's a lot of data kind of coming out of this equipment as well.
0: Yeah, I think the the key driver for us is what we drive in innovation and technology to be very data-rich devices. So we use that data to give us algorithms for, um, for, for what we detect, explosives, narcotics and other points, but also use that data with... AI for um, deep learning, machine learning for for greater threats that are used in parallel, Uh, but also that data then becomes important for the airports, the operators, but also our teams on a service point of view, how do we pull that data to drive forward on Predictive and conditioning monitoring to therefore keep our machines available and reliable um, for the operator, but also then allow us to plan for when we need to do uh, preventive maintenance for our service teams on on those points of view. So that data becomes very very important, um, and that's why I talk about cybersecurity so so much inside our business. Is obviously we want to protect that data um, and make sure that's secure for our for our teams, but also our customers and our operators
1: on on those points. Fantastic. And and you mentioned security there because we've had some really interesting uh, discussions with uh, tech leaders around this kind of growing uh, threat of, of security because th- there's a, there's almost like this kind of war going on where the, uh, the attackers are getting more and more smarter and you're having to kind of almost catch up with them maybe or preempt them in some way. I imagine the data here and especially being around the kind of security area and making sure our borders and uh, uh, welfare and well-being is kind of protected. Do you do you have kind of issues around challenges around securing that data and securing the equipment because it's all connected to the internet, I guess.
0: Yeah, we 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 control uh, so very controlled in how we provide these solutions to our to our customers. I think uh, we we also talk about interoperability, um, so connecting third parties to those devices. Now we do that in a very controlled way um, to protect one the system. So of course we have we design for cyber um, in the systems and solutions that we provide. We also make sure that our connectivity is controlled um, to the highest standards um, and those networks are protected um, for our customers and, and our people on those points. So very controlled, um, no free access to the internet. I think this is the key point is we make sure these systems are are in a safe environment, controlled for the data from those points of view and restricted access um, only for our service teams and
1: also our customers on, on that point of view. So, Matt, I imagine that this is a very competitive market. Um, is it competitive or is it quite niche and you're kind of alone on your own? It's, it's certainly a, it's a niche market. Uh, I think that's probably
0: a good point. It's very competitive. Um, that's for sure. I think um, ultimately we are the market leader. Uh, we, we have a very strong organization, um, not only from a technology point of view, but from a cross-functional Point of view in terms of the market um, the service capabilities that, that we provide so we use leading technology to to ensure that we're in a leading position in what we offer from our from our customers so um, certainly a competitive market uh, and we we obviously want to stay ahead of that game uh, that's why we invest significant money in technology and innovation to drive that on, on the forefront but we, we're there to, to serve our customers not only with the technology but the the service and aftermarket to make sure the systems are available uh when the operators need to use those um and keep them running for for our for our customers over the long term and the full life cycle in that point of view so um yeah we, we continue to drive innovation and technology to stay at a leading position um and, and we'll continue to do that i think of course, there's new players um, in these markets, as you now start looking at um, digital, um, uh, orthogonal or, or sort of augmented technologies that, that need to be used um, to enhance the capabilities. Um, then we're seeing uh, certainly new players on, on those points of view, but we pride ourselves on, on adapting um, and building out a, a strong and, and, and sort of forceful digital um, capability and offering inside um, our business
1: also. Brilliant, excellent. And how do you showcase some of these solutions? Because I imagine you know some of this equipment has got very particular use cases and quite kind of, as you mentioned, niche. How how do how do people get to know what solutions that you've got?
0: Yeah, I think that's that's a good question. I think uh, you know it's it's a mixed uh, a mixed way that we do that. We obviously have a very strong marketing team um, in inside the business who, who are closely engaged uh, with, with our customers. Uh, obviously, the the sales team are. Uh, in and around our the key leaders and, and key thought leaders and, and opinion leaders across the, um, across the globe to make sure that we're engaging on, on that front. And also we have a very strong uh, service footprint. Um, so we are serving our customers daily. Uh, to make sure we're doing preventive maintenance and making sure uh, the equipment remains available for for our for our customers. So we're using all those pieces together. Uh, we're obviously engaging and, and collaborating on new ways to help solve for those uh, to stay ahead of the curve on that part.
1: Being a business agilist, I'm always interested in the cross-pollination of ideas between different functions of organisations, but also across industries. So, are there any things that Smith Detection have learned or kind of refined right, the way which you innovate, the way you create, the way you lead your tech that you think would be applicable to other other industries?
0: Yeah, I think it's a great question. We all need to learn from each other. I think that's that's the key part of technology. There's it's moving very very fast, and it's quite different in different industries on on those parts. So we continue to to explore um, collaboration with, with different industry partners, different industries uh, as, as well from, from that point of view. I think for our business, it's all about cross-functional engagement, design for excellence. Um, so we're engaged very, very early with understanding the need, the problem statement, uh, but also thinking that through on how do we solve for that over the full product life cycle. So that's where design for sustainability, Uh, design for production, design for service really come into play because if you're not solving for that in the design phase, you're going to have problems later and 80% of those problems will be solved in these earlier places. So we really engage in a real close cross-functional engagement globally to make sure we're thinking those through, not only the product itself, but once the product's finished how are you going to ship that to your customers? How are you going to save costs on those points of view? How are you also driving sustainability in the total cost of ownership for our customers, the power that's going to be used by by those machines? So we make sure it's the smallest, the lightest, uh, but also the lowest power consumption because that's all going to drive better outputs on sustainability, but better cost effectiveness for our customers in the long run as well so it's that really early engagement on on our business and we we try and in, uh, drive that from a very very early stage because you know a full life cycle of a product can be 10 to 15 years we need to make sure we've encountered that um early on from those points
1: so i'm going to come back to you now matt I, i'm really interested in you as the leader the person right so sat behind uh, kind of orchestrating all this kind of great work What's, the, what's your passion? First of all, I want to know what's your passion. What makes you jump out of bed in the morning and go, woohoo, you know? <laughs> yeah, well,
0: I'm, I'm normally pretty up pretty early and pretty excited uh, at the best of times. I think w- when you're working with uh, technology, it's hard not to be passionate. Um, but I think what holds true for our business is we have a very strong mission to, w- to make the world a safer place that with technology and working with great people if that doesn't get you out of bed and get you excited nothing nothing will so i think we we have the the privilege to be able to provide these capabilities inside inside the industry and
1: also to serve our people inside the business as well i love that And this is a beautiful segue into your leadership style so how do you roll as a leader
0: yeah i think i think for me i think uh we we obviously work on a number of areas as, as a leader. I think we, we have great values inside the business first and foremost, right, which make it easier to to be a leader um, and guide our teams in, in what they're doing day in, day out. So just to sort of talk you through that a little bit, um, TC, to, to provide the picture, we, we look at integrity uh, inside our business, you know, do the right thing every day, every time, uh, respect, respect for each other. Um, value different perspectives uh, cultures and act inclusively i think we also want to be have the right sense of ownership. So deliver on our commitments as an organization and and first and foremost, make sure that we have the right customer focus. So also being trusted as, as the right partner in, 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 in what we serve from those points of view. And then the final piece, which holds true from a, from a technology point of view is we learn to innovate together and deliver excellence and make sure we, we provide the best capabilities to our, to our customers. So with that foundation, it provides a good, a good path then to provide the right leadership, um, in our organization now. I think for me, I have many styles and multiple styles and traits on on leadership. And I think in this modern world, in in a world of constant change, I think you you need to have that from from that point of view. Uh, For me, it's about servant leadership to start with. How do I enable and serve my team? Uh, How do I allow them to get to the journey that they want to be on in their own career? because that will build the capability and the depth in our organization, but also drive the engagement that we want from, from that point of view. Um, I think then the final piece is then is, is just making sure then we, we deliver results. Um, so first and foremost, we have commitments to customers uh, and shareholders on, on those points of view. So we do need to deliver on our commitments. And the way to do that is obviously through an open and transparent way of, of working great communication, um, create the right environment for innovation. Um, Mm. We spoke about agility previously, but you need to obviously do these things quick, trial it and make sure it is going to be adopted on on those points of view and be creative in the thinking, thinking new ways on on those points of view. So ultimately think about the customer, think about the need, think about the
1: problem statement and make sure then we're, we're designing from those points of view. Brilliant. I love it. I sounds like a great company. Now I'm going to be a bit of a devil's advocate here. Okay. I'm going to push back a little bit. So That's how fine. do you make how do you make the values come true? Because a lot of companies, I've worked for some companies that have these beautiful walls with the values and purpose kind of all over there. You're thinking, yeah, right. So how does Smith Detection and yourself kind of bring that to life? I think you need to be very
0: clear about your vision and strategy, one for the for the business and the people inside that. But you need to live and breathe this. You need to lead from the front. And it's how you work with each other day in, day out. So there's no silver bullet to, to values and, and the way that you treat each other. But you have to live and breathe it. You have to do it day in, day out. And I think we make sure that's a focus here inside our business. We make sure our people are doing that day in, day out. And I think um, I think once you've got to that path then it's ingrained in the culture and it's ingrained in what you're trying to deliver from those points of view so i think that sort of sets us aside and 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 builds the right culture and sort of um and
1: values inside our business brilliant love it and you kind of mentioned here around that kind of cross functionality because one of the things i noticed about your journeys is that you've got a very cross-functional journey you know with lots of different things and i guess that um a reason why I kind of bring this up is to kind of inspire other leaders to kind of get that broad, uh, wide scope of uh, understanding. I mean, has it helped you this cross functionality?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Look, <clears throat> I've been quite fortunate with with different roles and in different industries on on that point of view. And I think the ultimate piece here is you you always need to come out of your comfort zone to learn, right? People say that a lot, but but actually, it holds it holds true. Um, so, obviously, working in different functions leading different teams allows you to sort of um grow and 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 have those different experiences from from that point of view. So I think that's one key aspect um, from leading on those fronts. And you just need to make sure you're positioned and ready then to take to take new opportunities on on that journey. So I think that's key. Um, obviously working in different functions allows you to get close to the customer. And I think that's the important piece that we try and drive inside our business as well. And I think ultimately if you're working on a on a sales or service point of view, you are close to the customer day in, day out. We want need to make sure also people inside technology, people inside production are understanding the customer needs and being close to those as well. So the closer you get to what the customer needs are and the pain points, the better you're gonna be as an organization. It just requires strong and open leadership and inclusiveness to to make sure you're driving
1: that um, day in and day out from, from those points. I love it, it's, it's great. and. A lot of our audience out there, the tech leaders, are always interested in how you create high-performing teams. And we kind of touched on it a little bit. How, how do you go about that, creating those kind of, you know, industrious teams with creativity and customer-centric productivity?
0: Yeah, I think uh, yeah, the good part about being a global business is, is we have a strong team. We have a diverse team, I think, is is first and foremost. So the R&D team inside um, Smith Detection is, is is 450 strong. Uh, we're spread across uh, multiple countries so we get diverse perspectives we have the right sort of um, cultural gender sort of um, inputs to make sure uh, we we value different perspectives on on those points Uh, and we really make sure that we're working in an inclusive manner to sort of drive drive those points forward so uh, that's one key part i think the other key thing is obviously as we work through building teams um, thinking through what are your core capabilities as an organization um, that's very very important to make sure then you're focused on building those core strengths Uh, it also then allows you to sort of look at which partners what part of the ecosystem do I need to complement that or where do I need to grow internally on those points? And I think once you've worked that through and you've worked through the capabilities that you want to deliver on, you can then build the, the strength and depth of, of those capabilities inside the business. And I think, Part of that is also um, succession planning at all the levels inside the organization. So as we think strategic workforce planning, but we also think through depth and succession planning, we make sure that we have that depth. So we have the depth, we have the engagement, and therefore you're building a very strong team
1: in and around you from that point. Yeah, I love the idea that you're talking about succession as well, because... I think that's something that gets missed out a lot. You want to get people, it's, it's almost like de-risking the organization, you know, by getting people to be able to pick up aspects of it, you know, you're going to hand over what's the process of that. It's getting clarity on that. So I love hearing that. And uh, and and is that part of your leadership or is that part of the culture of the organization?
0: I think it's it's a little bit of both, right? I think that may start as some leadership and then and then you bring that into the culture of the business. So I think that's, the great strength about organizations that are feeding off each other from from those points of view. So for me, as you're building out technology, you want new ways of doing things, but you also want to have make sure you have the right depth uh, and you're providing the right opportunities to people inside the business. So in that way, I think that's how you naturally build upon good succession planning, good depth. And as you roll that forward to say, okay, what are my capabilities that I need today? What do I need in five years? all of a sudden you're engaged as an organisation because you're thinking about strategic workforce planning, you're thinking about how people could be moved from leadership positions across different functions from from those points of view. So they work hand in hand. Uh, I think you need to take those leadership um, steps to make sure that starts getting engaged and sort of um, filtered through through your function from from that point of view.
1: Yeah. And one of the things that's come up for me as you describe thats that is, is that we're all busy doing stuff And this seems like a uh, little bit like icing on the cake. It's kind of nice to have, but is it really, I mean, how do you kind of carve out the time? Uh, I I, I guess you're all really busy, but there's also the need to do this as well.
0: Yeah, but that's, I think that's leadership TC. So I think uh, as we, as we all step back as leaders in the organization, we need to come back and say, okay, are we aligned to the strategy? Um, Do we have the right capabilities Um, Have we looked at the big picture and not sort of gone tunnel vision on, on a certain capability or product that we're providing, but we're serving the market and the purpose that we're there for. So I think that's what we need to make time for. And I think that's also it's a catch 22, right? If you don't provide that depth and capability, you can't step back and look at those types of things, but you're gonna to have to invest that time, that effort. Um, and and then you get the whole business as part of that. And that's why you need strong people around you. You need strong business partners from a human resources point of view, from a financial point of view and other areas on on those parts. So that's, that's the key. I think it's a key part that I make sure that we make te- um, time for inside our teams to drive that forward
1: engineering challenges because obviously you're in a very innovative kind of space you know uh, what's the engineering challenges you're facing at the moment
0: well, I think this is the ongoing battle, right? We we need to continue to evolve, um, drive innovation, uh, drive capabilities, new ways of doing things, and it won't be the same technologies that get us there on on those parts. I think a couple of parts, right? You need to be you need to be pre-planned. You need to be forward-looking on on your capabilities inside the business. So, we spend a long t- lot of time looking at our capability matrix, our development plan for the next five years moving forward what do we have today? What do we need to do in this one, three, five years and really build out these capabilities inside the organization. So therefore you're planning ahead, but you're also ready to pivot because what you say today won't be true in three to five years. So you need to have that flexibility to adapt and and work those things through. So we continue to build out the capability. Um, We we look at core capabilities inside, inside our technology team. We also look at who are the right partners um, who are the right customers, who are the right lighthouse sort of um, customers and regulators to involve with on, on those pieces and really make sure that we're thinking ahead, understanding the real problem statement and the need behind that. So I think it's an ongoing effort. It's a thing. It's what I've been doing since I've started this, this position inside the business. And I think that then sets you up to be able to pivot and move forward and also grow
1: and adapt from, from those parts. Here's a, here's a kind of tough area ethics i mean obviously this area that you're in maybe touches on some of the ethics and stuff but how do you how do you deal with that um
0: well i think this comes back to the values tc and i think this is a very strong play inside our business and and you know everything we do needs to be ethical one day in day out on those points of view the, the same holds true when you're certifying equipment when you're delivering equipment it must meet the standard that you said and you know if you're a thought leader if you're an industry leader um, mm. in the market you need to provide the best capability and you must deliver what you say you deliver and I think we we live by that that is a, a true passion inside um, Smith's Detection that holds true day in day out across the whole organization from that point of view.
1: And and because, Matt, you're kind of working at the kind of cutting edge of technology's innovation, it's kind of two sides to this, is that how do you become aware of what's available to you to innovate around? Um, And and also, how do you deal with the kind of when you hit physics, the the wall of physics, the literal sheer capability of technology now?
0: Yeah, it's a a great question, uh, TC. I think First and foremost, customer interest is a is a key part of what we do. Right? What what is the problem? Uh, what is the solution that we need we, we need to solve for? Um, some customers may not know that our our job is to help lead that discussion and, and work those things through. So, I think that's a key piece in understanding one what the challenge is. Yeah, I think that's a fortunate position we we have inside Smith Detection where we invest a significant amount of money inside technology, including the innovative and scientific side, um, TC. So we need to be thinking, what is the art of possible? What are new technologies that we want to develop? Um, who are people inside our ecosystem that we want to partner with? How do we have orthogonal technologies um, that can enhance each other um, and build those through? Um, and how do we use the latest and greatest on you know, quantum AI, these new technologies now are becoming obviously more more affordable um, to to the mass market on on those pieces to really build out these capabilities and solve for these problems. So we're, we're not without our challenges, um, and that's why we need to keep on exploring new technologies. And that's why important that we need to be in an ecosystem where we've got partners from different companies, also universities. I think there's a lot of um, great innovation inside those. So if we can have partnerships there, not only does it help feed uh, great talent into the business, but it allows us then to explore new technologies, new ways of doing things. So we'll continue to innovate. And we'll also, given that we serve four different markets it's in it's important that we leverage those technologies and make sure we pull the technologies across in into the different markets that we serve as well from that
1: piece excellent love it ego is a fun question for you what keeps you up at night as a tech leader
0: <laughs> uh, m- many things i think uh i think now with with the digital evolution uh of all businesses and industries i think uh cyber security is is a challenge um and that's one piece that we need to stay the The velocity of cybersecurity these days is first and foremost so you know we design by cyber uh we keep on enhancing our capabilities inside inside that business so i think that's one thing uh that we want to stay on top of and, and evolve quite rapidly uh the other part is making sure that we're the, the disruptor inside um, the industry. So with more digital, with more AI, that brings unknown competition, um, you know, against the traditional competition that we have on those pieces. So making sure we stay ahead of the curve in what we're serving on those parts. So uh, that, that's probably the two pieces which, Keep us awake but also keep us engaged and making sure that we that we're moving at pace uh in the solutions that we provide for our customers
1: and obviously uh, smith detection of an established company um, um i'm curious around what are the growing pains of companies and and what are the general solutions to uh to put in place so that companies can grow
0: yeah i, I think you know this this is a, a challenge probably for, for for most businesses right how do we how do we make sure we've got the right scalable processes? How do we how do we enable our teams to do things in a more standardised, streamlined way so they can spend their time and efforts uh, in developing technologies and other parts? So, for us as a business, we we look at these end-to-end processes um, and look at the standardisation of those. That then helps to enable our teams. I think that's that's quite important. And then we need ideas um, feeding into those processes to make sure then we're we're sort of building out those capabilities and organizations. So I think as leaders we need to help enable those. And I think if we can simplify the internals of the business so we can focus on customers and 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 our objectives and I think then we then we drive for success inside
1: that. And as we come towards the full stop of our time, a key takeaway, what's the gift that you'd like to offer to the tech leader men and women out there? Uh, what's the gift?
0: For, for me, it's quite simple, right? Um, follow your passion, uh, be curious, um, engage in what you're doing. Um, and for a technology person, most times no one knows it better than you so don't don't have the fear of 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 failure or or, or being challenged on those parts really lead from the front uh, try things you won't always get them uh, perfect but but we need to create the environments that that you're enabled able to do that from from those parts so continue to be curious um uh, be passionate but most importantly also come out of that comfort zone try things that you're not used to because you will learn a lot and it doesn't necessarily need to be purely inside technology on those parts. And I think that will make us work together and and evolve to provide the right solutions um, to the market. I love that, Matt. Thank you
1: for your time. It's been great having you on board, sir. Been a pleasure, TC. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Now there's an industry that's really working hard to make our lives safer. That was a fascinating glimpse into an industry I've often been curious about while moving through secure and highly critical environments. And I love Matt's description of the culture that Smith Detection have and how his journey went from being in the Australian Navy to the vice president of products and technology at a fantastic company. What a journey. So what were your key takeaways? These were mine. Number one, having the right partners around is paramount for easy success. Work in collaboration with them to deliver the best outcomes for the end customer and user. And then include stakeholders that hold similar, if not same, desires for the end customer. Create an environment of collaboration across the different markets and partners within the current industry. My second key takeaway is around curiosity. Curiosity as a leader is a superpower, an important superpower we can all engage in. Really get curious about how things could be better, for better outcomes and for better ways of working and to work more smoothly. My third and final key takeaway is about engaging very early on with the end customer and regulators, if that's applicable, and also other partners within your industry to avoid the gotchas that may scupper ideal outcomes later on in the process. Like Matt says, taking an enlightened approach to the design and collaboration with a good dose of transparency solves 80% of the problems early on. So thank you, Matt, and thank you for your team for putting this interview together. I'm glad your fascination with tech from your early days has landed you in such a dynamic and important space. I look forward to seeing more innovations from Smith Detection through your leadership and your teams. Thank you for keeping us all safe and making our lives easier through your innovations. Thank you. And finally... Remember to subscribe to CTO Confessions podcast and IT Labs newsletter where you get regular tech articles and invites to the IT Labs webinar series. URLs for this can be found at the bottom of this page. We are consistently creating material to create, nurture and support a community of tech leaders. And of course, if you want to know more about IT Labs services, including our Teams as a Service service, please don't hesitate to get in touch. As mentioned in the intro, please think of us like tech leaders' favourite off-the-shelf service, providing agility, high-performing teams off that shelf with a wide breadth of skill and knowledge. Well, that's all, folks. Look after each other and keep safe. Wishing you all a good day or evening, wherever you are in the world, from all of us here at IT Labs. Live long, live well and prosper. Until we meet again on the next CTO Confessions podcast.